welcome to IOM3 Investigates, the podcast series of the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining. We are one of the UK's major science and engineering institutions and our activities are focused on the promotion and development of all aspects of the materials cycle. These include the science, design, engineering and technology of materials, minerals and mining and their practical applications. We facilitate qualifications, professional recognition and development, share knowledge and provide networking services to a global membership and wider community. We hope you enjoy our podcast series. Welcome to the latest IOM3 podcast. My guest today is Wayne Bridger, the UK Sales Manager for Industrial Decarbonisation at BOC. BOC is the leading supplier of industrial gases in the UK and Ireland. It was recently successfully part of the Phase 1 hydrogen industrial fuel switching trials and anticipates a leading role in the upcoming Phase 2 demonstrations. So Wayne, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, great to be here. So, can you tell me a little bit about your career and how you came to be part of the industrial decarbonisation team at BOC? I can, yes. Yeah, I joined BOC in the in the early 90s, so I've been around BOC for almost 30 years. Uh, I came to, uh, to BOC from a metallurgical material science background and initially worked in various technical roles uh, throughout the sort of early and mid-2000s. I led our teams that had responsibility across most of our primary industries. I uh, you know, looked after steel making and uh, uh, glass and uh, chemicals and uh, you know, so more recently began to focus on industrial decarbonisation and, uh, and I guess in certainly in the last two or three years at least that's become my primary focus. It's uh, really good to hear somebody say they come from a materials and a metallurgy type background because quite often what people say to us is, I stumbled into materials, minerals and mining. I, I didn't even know it existed until I, uh, until I found it. How did you get from metallurgy and materials into this role and, and what, what attracted you about decarbonisation and the gases and what you're doing. The situation found me to some extent, Catherine. <laughs> um, it's, um, so I, I've been working, you know, I guess, uh, sort of maybe on scene in the background with my team. And uh, you know, historically, we've worked on uh, projects with all of the energy intense industries. And you know, perhaps it characterises uh, Life in an industrial gases organisation, we are working hard in the background, but uh, perhaps not uh, not often seen. And, and historically, I think much of our activities been around um, you know, sort of energy saving, productivity, you know, sort of process intensification type of activities. Um, and I think as we move towards you know the the challenges of decarbonization some of those things have become very much the uh, you know the sort of catalyst um, and the starting point for for our journey towards decarbonization so uh, you know it's great background to have um, 
you know, I've got a lot of industrial experience, uh, both in oxygen-based you know, processing, uh, but certainly uh, in, in recent years, um, you know, a lot of that focus has switched to, uh, to hydrogen. So, so maybe we've got the perfect background to, uh, you know, to be working with your members on, uh, on this challenge of, uh, of industrial, industrial decarbonisation. Can you tell me a little bit about fuel switching trials and what impact they might have on the wider materials community? Uh, certainly. Uh, I, I just, I think, just to address the, you know, your your first point there, I think some of the phase one industrial fuel switching uh, challenges. You know, that's, that that is a multifaceted you know challenge that we faced. Yeah, so moving hydrogen at scale to big primary industries like cement or glass manufacturing, um, you know, did require a, a very significant mobilisation on BOC's part. So, uh, so we had to move hydrogen from our manufacturing location to uh, to the customers in, in big quantities. And I think the know-how and the you know the strength in depth to to be able to do that, I think, were were kind of important qualities. Uh, but I think also felt like we did a lot of hand-holding for you know, the end users to make sure that what they were doing was done well, was done safely, and, uh, and, and I think really sort of helped them through that whole learning ex- exercise of uh, how to use hydrogen and to fuel switch from natural gas to hydrogen you know, in, in a safe and, uh, and a very effective manner. Hydrogen... You know, is no more or less hazardous than other, you know, flammable materials. Mm-hmm. Um, it has different characteristics, of course, and uh, you know we understand those. But I think that all of the you know the sort of hazards can be safely engineered out, um, as you know, as long as you're following you know sort of good engineering practice. Uh, and I think that's really where an organisation like BOCP strength comes to the fore you know, because as i said previously you know we've been doing this for decades so uh, you know, got extensive experience what are, were you doing during the trials and what has been the outcome for you what lessons have you learned um so i think the uh, i think the main the main challenge from the phase one trials was the you know was the mobilization you know the molecules are uh, are, are Processed and compressed uh, into tube trailers, um, and, and a tube trailer you know, only carries about a quarter of a ton of, uh, of hydrogen, so it's a relatively small payload. So we had to move you know, lots of trailers to uh, you know, to uh, to fuel a uh, cement kiln, for instance. Um, so that was one of the things that we were able to bring to uh, to that uh, uh, that phase of the fuel switching trials. You know, we had the the numbers, the capability to uh, you know to produce enough hydrogen and to move enough hydrogen to uh, to allow you know those participants to run their process. Um, and then I think beyond that, you know, I think it's a case of how do you integrate? So if you've got the molecules in the right place, you then need to control them into the customer's process and to do so safely, obviously. So we were able then to uh, to bring our engineering capability to uh, to that project as well, and to design and uh, and deliver the control equipment that was necessary to uh, allow them to uh, to run the process. So 
I think there's a, a, a multitude of, of, of capabilities that, uh, that, that are required to deliver those types of large-scale trials successfully. And I'd say the biggest challenge is, uh, is, is just moving enough hydrogen. BOC are currently involved in the phase two trials. So what's changing this time? Um, how is it bigger and better? And what are we hoping to get out of this set of trials? So BOC are, are heavily involved in the preparations for uh, for phase two. Um, I, I think what what's different um, from phase one I think is the uh, is the breadth um, and I think when you look at the uh, the participants for uh, for phase two they come from a a, a really wide cross-section of uh, manufacturing industries it's really interesting to hear that a different range of industries will be included this time um, particularly energy intensive ones um, which will need oxygen to improve the processes um, and make them more energy efficient. How do you see it going with hydrogen coming in and what alternatives might there be to the use of hydrogen? So I think there's something of a race that that, that we've started to try to get towards large-scale low-carbon hydrogen. And when you look around, you know, there are many, many schemes that are in development, both blue and, and green, um, to, in order to bring you know, the, the, the quantities of low-carbon hydrogen to, to industry that, that will be required you know, to, uh, to, you know, to help us through this transition. Uh, I, think, I think the challenge here is, um, is, is one of time. I think it, it will take time to, uh, to, to get that scale you know, sort of rolled out and delivered. Um, and and you know, there are challenges for sure. You know, the, the, the grid capacity um, and, and, uh, and the, I think the supply chain. I, I hear people talk about supply chain. Do we have the engineering capacity to, uh, and the engineering capability to, to deliver all of these projects, which are all getting concentrated into a relatively short space of time between now and the you know, 2030 or the early 2030s. I also hear people talk about uh, you know, the sort of planning environment. You know, is it easy to get you know, sort of schemes signed off by local authorities so that we can move through the you know the planning phase and the execution phase you know sort of quickly so so i think there are i think there are some you know there's some well known and well understood challenges um Mm -hmm. and and i think we'll we will certainly work our way through those and uh and and deliver i think from our organization's perspective said we already have a a large-scale industrial hydrogen production base um, so m- moving that from gray to blue i think is the uh, the sort of easy route because the, you know the the production already exists and the um you know the, the kind of change required there is to try to remove the the carbon from the uh, from the equation so carbon capture makes sense in uh, 
in, in, in those situations and you probably would have seen that uh, the BOC have a project on Teesside too. Mm-hmm. And we've got a very large um, steam methane reformer operating on Teesside already so you know, we intend to put carbon capture onto to that plant and therefore have you know, blue hydrogen available mm-hmm. in, in that very important part of, uh, of our industrial you know, sort of landscape. Where are you on that? How long until it's totally up and running? And is that dependent on demand for hydrogen or is that just dependent on time and getting it going? Well, I think, yeah, more, more, more the latter. Um, I, I think, again, you know, uh, we, we, we have carbon capture or you know, a carbon capture plant already operating in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the technology isn't new, it's well understood, um, you know, and therefore it, it does form an important part of this whole decarbonisation landscape. Uh, and you know, equally important to uh, to to the role of hydrogen, you know, will be you know will be the carbon capture and sequestration infrastructure. Um, and, and I think the the challenges there are are quite similar to uh, to, to the hydrogen, uh, you know, the hydrogen challenges in that it requires the, you know the sort of built infrastructure to mm-hmm. to be in place. They're they're not they're, you know they're not new technologies. They're well understood, uh, and it really is a question of of time to build up the, uh, the you know the sort of scale of infrastructure. But that that's that's coming. I think we we take confidence in the fact that that will be in place. Uh, go back really to what I said previously I think the challenge is what do we do now because mm-hmm. if that is if that's a sort of 5 10 15 year ramp up of um, of infrastructure but it's happening and we can't really influence it you know what do we do today mm-hmm. and, and in the next you know 5 years to to make things better and be better prepared to you know shift our our industries into that decarbonization journey uh, you know where does it start how does it start we're not expecting people to wait for all that infrastructure to be built. Yeah. Let's try and get people to do things now. BOC seems particularly well positioned to be helping people here. You've already got over a hundred years of experience in supplying gases. We've talked about hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide, which will be gases that you are already experienced in using. How do you see those demands changing well yeah an, an important question yeah for sure and, and i think what what your question highlights to me is that you know we we do have really important heritage skills and capabilities and knowledge which which we, we you know we think are transferable and you know if i were sort of talking directly to your membership say look we you know we've been doing hydrogen for decades you know we know how to produce it, how to store it, how to transport it, all those things, how to engineer it safely. So, so that, that's all transferable knowledge. So we, we want to work with, you know, with UK industry uh, you know, to, to sort of you know, help that transition happen in a smooth and, and, and you know, sort of safe and effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think there's a I, th- I think you know it, it really does revolve around the knowledge and experience we we already have. We, you know, we think that's valuable, and when I speak to industry, those really are the areas where gaps exist, and uh, and people are really keen to uh, you know to you know to close those gaps to to, to work with organisations like ours and, and others where you have the experience. 
you, you know, metaphorically can sort of hold people's hands through you know through a, a project or a, a, you know, a sort of transition process and help them make good decisions you know I think that's really what it comes to isn't it you know we, if, if we can use our knowledge and experience to help organizations make good decisions and be able to navigate their way f- through this change successfully to a, to a good outcome and feel having looked back on that that they've made the right decisions at the right times then then i think we would you know we would sort of uh, we would be very happy that we played our part in uh, you know in making that uh, you know that that journey successful mm-hmm. um previously you you mentioned the skills gap mm. and the fact that now we're we're at a new dawn of how how we do things how do you think we should be preparing people for the change that will come how do we do that yeah yeah well that's a great again a great question isn't it you know it's um and 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 it's it's a question on everybody's lips i think because um because it's it, it is an obvious um an area where where gaps do currently exist i think yeah i i said earlier i think that building you know, building knowledge and building skill is really, you know, it's, it's going to be really important here because we're not, I don't think we're going to be able to go into the marketplace and, and just acquire those skills because they're not there. And, and if they are there, they're going to be in high demand and it's going to be really difficult to just get you know, into the market and, and, and sort of bring people in. So I think we've got to take a bit of a homegrown approach to this. Um, and and in my view, I think then if you're going, you know, if you're going to develop talent in, inside your own organisation, and you're going to help people build knowledge and experience, work with hydrogen and hydrogen-related, you know, sort of equipment, then you have to start small and build. Which which sort of brings us back in a nice sort of circle to uh, you know to the benefits of doing trials and the benefits of, uh, of doing things on a smaller scale. What that does is, uh, I think, help build knowledge and build experience um and and, and i think once you can establish uh, you know a, a sort of foundation for that in your organization then uh, the, the, you know then it's then it's it's buildable um and so we we see that as being the uh, you know as being the right way forward so we we would like to work with more uk industries you know Mm -hmm. we'd like to share the the capabilities we have we'd like to see them do trials to build experience um and and, you know that that begins to sort of take us towards this uh you know this sort of future where you know where scale up then becomes the challenge boc is part of an international group Mm. um are you seeing lessons or different approaches coming from the different countries that you work in. I, I speak to a lot of my international colleagues, um, and I, I, I certainly see differences in uh, in the speed of approach. I think I think what's common amongst all is that mm-hmm. we all share the same objectives. Decarbonisation, I think, is a you know, a sort of global phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I think everybody gets it and uh, is is trying to sort of move forward. I, I think the uh, the interesting thing will be: Are there different speeds 
you know, at which the UK you know, sort of moves this this forward compared to Europe or you know, or, or Asia or the Americas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, certainly when I look at Europe, I think um, you know, there seems to be some strong messages coming from Europe. They seem to be putting you know, investment into, uh, into schemes. And, and, and I think they're quite good at you know, talking about those and making that, uh, making that news you know, sort of quite, uh, quite visible. I'm, uh, I'm not sure whether it's a you know, sort of a British trait, but maybe we don't talk about our successes as, uh, as uh, you know, as, as kind of you know, comfortably as, as others. But uh, yeah, we're doing great work, and, and we should be proud of uh, the work we're doing and have done so far. But I think you know the, the, there is a degree to which you know we might compete for corporate you know resources and investments mm-hmm. um and, and we talked a few minutes ago about you know sort of skills and capabilities i think you know we are in a competitive world aren't we and you know, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that uh, the the uk is a great place for for manufacturing wayne that's great thank you the, you know the sort of important messages to to come out of this conversation are that hydrogen is a critical part of the decarbonisation landscape. It's, it's coming, uh, it will take a bit longer. Oxygen's an equally important part of the landscape, and, and that's probably what we should be doing now. And uh, you know, I think as long as members understand that, 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 that it's more than just one thing, you know, there's a whole sequence of things that, uh, that we need to take care of to, mm-hmm. to make this work. That that really is my summary message. That uh, don't assume it's one thing. You know, think about the whole spectrum of energy. You know, sort of uh, management, energy efficiency. Intensify the process as much as possible. Get the the fuel demand down, um, and and then do the harder things when they really have to be done. You know, and they're they're sort of later in the process, and that's probably hydrogen and or carbon capture. So Wayne, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been really good and thanks for joining OIM through Investigates. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you very much. information about us visit iom3.org or to keep up to date with our latest news follow us on social media using at iom3 on twitter and at the institute of materials minerals and mining on linkedin if you're interested in our upcoming podcasts or want to get involved please subscribe to hear more from us through apple google podcasts or spotify